Welcome to season two of the Connect FCS Ed podcast. Each episode is geared towards recruiting, supporting, and retaining past, current, and future professional family and consumer sciences educators. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I want to boldly celebrate families and careers with you. Welcome back to our series on the National Partnership for Recruiting, Preparing, and Supporting Family and Consumer Sciences, FCS, Educators. Happy CTE Month! I hope that your recruiting efforts have been successful and fruitful, and I know your programs are doing amazing things in preparing all students to be successful inside of the classroom, as well as ready for their futures. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to two TWO future FCS educators, which I'm so excited to bring them on. But first, I do not want to remiss the fact that we have career switchers in our midst. So please, if you know anybody who would be of interest or would be, you just think, wow, they have what it takes to be an FCS educator. Let them know about the National Partnership for Recruiting, Preparing, and Supporting FCS Educators. There are many people who are there ready to help them start their journey. So who do you know that might be a great fit to be an FCS educator? Well, now I'm going to switch gears and again and say happy CTE month. And without further ado, I'm really excited to present my conversation with our two brand new future FCS educators, Kevin and Emerson. Today with me, I have Emerson Burroughs and Kevin Holman. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'm really excited to hear your guys' stories and how you discovered family and consumer sciences education. We're excited to be here. Yeah, that's great. Well, you guys are new student teachers. You are looking forward to getting into your own official classrooms here later on, hopefully this year. As an icebreaker, if you could teach any FCS class, what class would you want to teach? What is your dream class? Uh, I can start off for mine. So my dream class would definitely be on the more of the culinary side. This would be, I would call it restaurant management. It would be where the students are in control of the classroom. Potentially, it would be like a semi-operational restaurant where the students would be managing, making the food, plating the food, and serving it. Basically, the ins and outs of a whole restaurant is what they'll be learning in that class. For me, I actually have two answers. I think it'd be really, really cool and interesting to be a fashion and textiles teacher. I've recently in the last few years gotten really into sewing myself. I feel like those classes would be very, very cool and engaging to teach. And also to add to Kevin's, I also most of the times prefer the culinary side of FCS, but mine's more, I would love to teach like intro to culinary arts or nutrition wellness. Well, those are all great classes and classes I'm sure you will be teaching because those are high demand classes. We love those hands-on learning, uh, learning classes and experiences. Now, do you have an idea where you 
would like to be located to begin your FCS career? Are you hoping to maybe go back to your home community or are you wanting to branch out a little bit? I'm hoping to get a job in the area I'm from, which is also where I go to college. Hopefully I will find one soon or at least by graduation. And for me, I'm pretty similar. Like I started off thinking like, oh yeah, I'm going to return to my roots basically. And then as I spent more and more time in college, I realized like the whole demand of FCS ed teachers that's all over the nation. I started thinking about like places that I would like. And now I was like looking into like places in Utah, even I'm really like, I just love Utah. That's also like one of my areas that I'm thinking about looking into. Oh, that's great. Well, there are plenty of opportunities in Utah and Utah has a really great extension program along with FCS guides and curriculum resources ready available for you. So that's a great opportunity for, for, I love both of your answers. Great. So, well, Kevin, let's, uh, I would love to hear your story in discovering family consumer sciences. Yeah. So I started off as just like a normal old high schooler. I had a wonderful FCS teacher in high school who introduced me to like the whole major of FCS education and also said what I could do with that. So that's the one who led me down my path to going to Purdue. And then now I'm back here in the Chicagoland area student teaching. Oh, that's great. And Emerson, how about for you? So my decision to go into family consumer science education was really influenced by three awesome women who most of them have been in my life for a long time. One being my mother, you know, she's always supported me. She's super creative. I get that from her. Uh, She's super driven and she always helps me and inspires me to find creative solutions to problems to being my grandmother. We have a actually very large age gap between us, but I grew up very close to her and she has been a homemaker for most of her life. So she's the one who taught me a lot of how to cook, a lot of how to bake. She's actually the one who taught me how to sew, which I'm currently obsessed with. And she's just taught me a lot of life skills. And third, being my facts teacher, I actually didn't, I knew what facts was going into high school, but I was the only freshman in a nutrition wellness course my freshman year. And it was my facts teacher's first year. And one day she just looked at me and said, you know what? I think you should be in education professions and you should uh, teach my classes. Could I teach in my classes your senior year? And at that point, none of those words made any sense to me. After that, I ended up taking all of her classes. I knew after a year that this is the right place for my skill set, the way my brain works. She's still one of my favorite people. She calls me just randomly and we talk for an hour, but she's always supported my decisions along with my mother and my grandmother. And when I got to Purdue, I knew that I chose one, the right profession and two, that I chose the right school because I met Kevin on the first day and some of my other best friends. And I've only grown in FCS since then. Oh, that's wonderful. I love hearing those stories and how the connections, the connections from your own educational experience and then connecting it to your everyday life. That That is something truly amazing. And as an FCS professional, that's what we get to do on a daily basis. We get to make those impacts as small or mighty on a daily basis. So Emerson, you kind of touched on it, but why did you both choose the field of FCS? Every day we get to give students a skill set that they can use outside of the classroom. It's not it's not something you get in a lot of other classrooms and there's such a need 
to learn life skills. And I can't count how many conversations I have had with people out in the community, random strangers even, where they think that they should bring back home economics. But home economics has always been here. It changed the name 30 years ago. It's always been here. It's going to continue to be here. And they value that skill set. And they aren't teachers, but they value that skill set. And they think it should be taught. And I also think it should be taught. So that's why I'm here. That's great. And Kevin, what about for you? I definitely always found that my mind like is perfect for FCS classes, the variation with like what we can learn in them and teach. That's where I feel like I'm best suited for it. And FCS has that huge range that I love. All right. So you both are currently in your student teaching. And I would love to hear how is that going? How is COVID treating you? It has been definitely interesting. I'm actually shared like between two cooperating teachers. I'm at a high school right now and it's pretty funny when we get there in the morning or even after school and we're having a conversation, the, the three of us, and we're all in very different stages of life. Like I am, I'm 22. They are married with children. One is a baby, one is a teenager. It's very funny to see where we are in comparison to each other, but I love being in the school. I love teaching. Uh, it's, it's been a great experience so far and I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Definitely with my experience student teaching, these are like some of the nicest people I've ever met. I'm currently like working in the Chicagoland area with my teaching team. I'm also split between two teachers and a lot of like what, how the pandemic has like changed it. It's like this almost hybrid. We have students that are sometimes online because they're quarantining. A lot of just making sure like those students are felt and heard is definitely a bigger challenge I've seen. And with my student teaching experience, it will end around March 11th where I will actually be traveling to Ireland after that. And all these like COVID regulations, it's kind of like delaying that a bit. And so I'm still very kind of nervous about it, but I'm still hopeful that it's all happening because we just actually got approved. Well, I am so excited for you to be able to go off to Ireland. Will you be teaching facts over in Ireland or home economics in in Ireland? They do still call it home economics. I learned that in my research. (laughs) Yes. Well, you are going to have to definitely touch base with us, letting us know here in the States, how it is working in Ireland. So I would love to hear, you know, your experiences afterwards. And when you, when you come back, cause I think that's just fascinating. And also while you're over there across the pond, you're going to have to uh, share, share the podcast with, with your fellow colleagues and students. I'd love to get other people from around the world on the show. That'd be fun. That such a great connection actually, but like, I'm actually on a podcast. Check it out. Yeah. No, that would be. So you guys are about 22, 23, maybe 24. Is it a challenge for you to being close in age with your fellow students now? You guys are kind of within that same generation. That is true. Yes. Um, A lot of my younger students, as in freshmen, think I am very old, which is good for me, but also not because I don't want to feel old. But uh, my seniors recently learned that there's a four-year difference between us. And so they're a little bit more relaxed in what they say around me. And I do have to remind them often that I am indeed their teacher and they should not say that around me. I definitely say that sometimes. Like, I'm still a teacher. There's student teacher. (laughs) But I try not to, like, let it get into much of my head. Like, try not to let it bog me down. Like, that. oh, I'm only four years older just try to put my content and like my experience first. And another thing to add is 
that we're close in age, we have a, I, I feel like with, especially I have a, have a class of culinary too, and they're mostly juniors and seniors. We have a lot of fun together. Like we don't have sad, dreary classes. I think the fact that we're closer in age, even if sometimes like our little sidehand conversations, like, oh, did you see this song was released or something like that? I feel like they enjoy the class just as much as I do because we're closer in age. We can kind of bond over things that maybe, you know, the, the older generation and teachers wouldn't be able to with their students. Kevin, you have something similar to that same experience? Definitely. Like we can relate a lot more. Um, it makes things, it makes them just so much easier, really. Like, oh, what's Taylor Swift? You have to explain that? No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great. It's it's a completely different dynamic when it comes for me and my teaching style. And we all, this is the best part. I love how we all have different methods to our particular styles of teaching. I feel for right now with where I'm at in my, my career at, as a professional, but also as a mom, I have kids. I have two kids who are in high school. And so I'm able to put on that mother hat. Recently, I had to, was talking to my, all my students going, hey, you know, friendships are hard right now. And we have to really break down barriers in order to go out of our way to make new friends. Because if you don't have friends that are supporting you and encouraging you in these positive outlets, they're going to bring you down because we've had a lot of, a lot of social uh, issues at my school recently. And just just talking about the the friendships that they're making and the decisions that they're they're doing um every every action has a reaction is it a positive or is it a negative so and then i'm able to correlate that with my own family and say I, these are the same conversations i'm having at home so whether you're having the same conversation at home with your family or if not you're getting it maybe once or you're getting it twice but you're getting it from a different angle and that's the thing that i love about being a family consumer sciences teacher is that I'm able to bring those different perspectives back into my classroom and relate it with them on a everyday, everyday basis. It's completely different every day. And that's, that's, I think what makes FCS teachers so unique and special. Yes, I agree completely. Could not agree more. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to family consumer sciences here in the United States, we have the National Partnership for Family and Consumer Sciences Education for recruiting, preparing, and supporting FCS educators. How did you guys go about finding out about this national partnership? Because it is still in its infancy for the last four years. And we are in that this episode is considered kind of that recruiting stage. How did you go about finding about the national partnership? Well, I think that Kevin and I both learned about the partnership through our professor uh, here at Purdue, uh, Dr. Carol Warhan, because she was on an episode of this podcast. And of course, she sent it to us and encouraged us to listen. So naturally, we did. I know we at least found out uh, about the partnership through there. And then last summer, I actually worked for the National FCCLA office, and um, I learned about it also through there, even more information. Great. And Kevin, what about for you? Emmy definitely speaks for me. Dr. Kilwerhan, she has been like our representative on this. She has told us everything about the world of FCS. 
Yeah. So if you're wondering, Dr. Carol Warhan's episode is called The Alphabet Soup of FCS Organizations. Episode 61, Dr. Carol Warhan, The Alphabet Soup of FCS Organizations. So tune into that episode. Sounds great. Sounds delicious. I know. (laughs) She's a pretty amazing instructor we've had here, and we're very fortunate to have had her all four years. Oh, that is. So you found out about the National Partnership through Dr. Warhan. And now I'm kind of curious, how does the National Partnership help you increase your own professional career? Um, So for me, it's put me into contact and connected me with people literally all over the country. At National Leadership Conference for FCCLA last summer, I met advisors and I met, you know, the national staff. I worked with them, but I finally met them in person. And it made me feel more supported. It made me want to stay in this even more than I had already wanted to be an FCS educator because now I know there's one, another generation coming with me. I now have a best friend in Nebraska, which is awesome. And she's going to be an FCS educator. I've got Kevin in Illinois. I just feel a lot more supported. And like we have, like, even though we might be small, a cohort of people willing to help. Absolutely. And Kevin, how about for you? How is this going to help you with your own professional career? Definitely echoing some of what Emmy had to say. A lot of like the times I've seen from my like shadowing, a lot of people run the FCS to program by themselves with this connect FCS program. I found that like it shows that you can rely on other people, not just in your own local area, but nationally maybe even internationally with those people from Ireland. Yeah, well, that's great. So back when you said, yes, this is the avenue and the profession I want to take, was there a a ceremony? Because for my experience, I've never been at any sort of signing ceremony. I've never even heard of a signing ceremony up until within the last two years or so. What is the say yes to FCS signing ceremony? Yeah, I can actually speak about this because I actually attended a signing ceremony myself. So when I went to the national say yes to FCS event, like the star event back when I was a senior in high school, we, me and my teacher, we went to go to this event where we got to basically go up on this little board and like sign our name saying we said yes to FCS. This was at FCCLA conference, but I realized it's also at state levels as well. Emmy actually and I helped organize one for Purdue. I think she can speak more on that. So just to kind of give a general definition of it, Say Yes to FCS signing ceremony is a great opportunity for students who are planning to study FCS education to be recognized during FCCLA's National Leadership Conference. Uh, They get to go up on stage, have their name called, their college or university read aloud, and they get to sign a letter of intent. Now, some state uh, FCCLA conferences also have uh, signing ceremonies. We have one here in Indiana that uh, Kevin and I did help with because we had some people joining us at Purdue. So we got to go up on stage and present them with a t-shirt that says, you know, Purdue Family and Consumer Sciences. And it's really just a little celebration for them. And they get encouragement from their SCCLA peers, their advisors, other advisors. It's, it's really awesome. Oh, that's, that sounds so much fun. And it's something very similar to like what athletes are doing when they are signing for their commitment ceremony to the university of their choice. So it's great to hear that 
say yes to FCS, we have our own signing ceremony. So you have to go, go into the fcsed.net website and check out all of the materials, products, and resources that are readily available to you for free under the recruiting category. Everything is really nicely outlined and guided for you. So, and that's something as a technology person, I love it when things are streamlined. So that is great. Since we are on the topic of recruiting future educators, what can an educator such as myself do to help recruit future FCS educators? So there is actually a recruiting handbook guide called the Marketing Playbook, and it's a ready-to-use content library that you can download digital and social media, such as educator spotlights, podcasts, videos, print-ready images and graphics, brand standards, and outreach materials. And you can find all of these materials on the website fcsed.net. And here is just a sampling of a 30-second recording PSA product that you can use right now. When someone prepares a nutritious meal, balances a household budget, creates a fashion design, or takes care of a child or aging parent, they might have a family and consumer sciences educator to thank for it. FCS educators impact individuals, families, and communities every day. That's because we specialize in teaching the science and art of living and working well. Say yes. Say yes to to FCS. FCS. Explore career paths today at fcsed.net. I have one last thing that comes to my mind. What can an educator do, such as myself, what can I do to help recruit future FCS educators? I think um, a good strategy is to, and this is going to sound really, really basic, but I'm going to explain it, support your kids and maybe pay attention to your kids. I definitely wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my FCS teacher looking at me and going, you have what it takes. Do you know that? I think you should be an FCS educator. She was right. I think it takes teachers like her, like you, to go, that person probably doesn't know that they would be very good at this job. And kind of like building upon what Emmy said, like the students need to see that you have your passion and like that your passion is being seen by them. So just like being with them in the classroom and telling them like, this is a possible future career. Bring that up. Just like nudge it in their way. Present it. You could also share your own story. This relates to what Kevin said about like showing your passion. Tell them your story. Celebrate FCS Ed Day. They're coming up in February and celebrate. Explain to them why you're there, why it's important, why you have this passion. Yeah, and speaking of FCS Day, well, that entire week, it's FCCLA week, but we also celebrate FCS Day, February 16th. That is my team and I, we, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I work in a cohort of five FCS teachers, and it's amazing to have the support having such a large group. Uh, it has its challenges, but for the most part, it's, it's amazing. And I, I love the people that I work with on a daily basis. Yeah, we are going to be planning and scheming of just a fun ways of celebrating FCCLA week, but also FCS day. So I know for 
for everybody listening, yeah, get together with your team or if you don't have a team and being a singleton, and trust me, I know what it's like being a singleton. If you are a singleton, reach out to just your your own region and community um, or your state. I'm sure your state has a Facebook group that supports FCS educators. And if they don't, what's stopping you from starting your own Facebook group for FCS educators in your own state? So yes, reach out, support, uh, support one another, create those connections and, you know, start uh, brainstorming on creative ways on how you can support and prepare and recruit future FCS educators. Yes. Well, my friends, you guys have been amazing. And thank you so much for taking the time for joining me for this fun episode and sharing your unique perspectives in how and why you said yes to FCS. It was no problem. Yeah, it was great to be here. Yeah. Great. And reach out to the National Partnership for Family Consumer Sciences if you need any sort of recruiting, supporting, or preparing material. You can find the website at fcsed.net where you can find everything that you need to recruit, prepare, and support. Let's continue leading student success with FCS. Better together. Barbara Scully from the Connect FCS Ed podcast presents a fresh take on recruitment and support for today's modern home economics educators in the family and consumer sciences. FCS Classroom. Sharing insightful stories, strategies, and resources in a fun and sustainable and practical way. Each episode focuses on a different aspect of modern home economics. From community engagement, leadership, classroom management, to lessons and more, each episode brings a different perspective, offering expert professional development, interviews from a collaborative worldwide FCS community, with the hope that it will inspire and empower you to make informed decisions. Together, we are better at leading the way to student success with FCS.